0: you. And you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me. (laughs) (laughs) For believing in me and doing what they said I could not do. And I want to say to myself in front of all you beautiful people, go on, girl, with your bad self. You (laughs) did that.
1: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano.
2: Six twelve on this Tuesday morning, 14 degrees is never going to feel so good. <laughs> wow. That's your warm-up for tomorrow. Really like 24 hours that we got to get through. One more really brutal day and night in the weather ahead and should start to warm up, relatively speaking, tomorrow morning.
0: Just how cold is it? It's freezing cold.
1: cold.
0: The Iceman cometh.
2: Okay, a few things to get through this morning. Wonky Public Schools out. State's largest school district canceling due to the cold. Most schools in session, regardless of what you may have read in a JS Online post that was up for a hot minute yesterday. Now,
3: what did you say yesterday that generally would have to be a chill warning for schools to pull the chute? I believe that we've heard that from most like
2: local schools. Right, wind chill warning will call it off, and the threshold for that is 35 degrees below zero. Okay, for the wind chill, we're knocking on the door, but didn't get to <laughs> we're that this morning. It. We're so, it, trying to figure out the MPS decision. Unless uh, there was for a little while, JS had posted that schools, uh, Milwaukee and suburban, would be out today. <laughs> It was up there long enough for every kid that my kids know <laughs> to have heard. They're all bent out of shape over it.
3: <laughs> what they said, and, the, and then, the, then it wasn't. But it's always the school. you got to always just trust the uh, right. the email slash text blast that the school should, shoots out. Text the word COLD to 855 616
2: for a full list. There are some private schools that decided to close today as well.
0: I've been out of business since, obviously, Friday night. It was a significant loss. At
2: 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock yesterday. And we finally decided we're done. We went to a hotel and spent the night and got to watch the Packer game. Boy, could you imagine if we'd lost? No. <laughs> At least you got that. Folks in Waukesha County talking with TMJ4's Julia Fellow, some without power for days. Power situation dramatically improved. We got most everybody
3: here e back with electric power this Maybe morning. Maybe a couple hundred. Some sporadic ones that maybe like. even popped up in the last 24 hours. Some of these aren't even from Friday. Yeah. Per se. Thousands more having
2: their power restored Monday. More than a quarter million customers at one point or another lost power uh, from Friday into yesterday.
1: If you start feeling pain
3: in your extremities or those exposed areas, that's probably a sign that it's getting a little bit too cold for you. Get yourself back into a warm environment, uh, if at all possible. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, UW Health doctor on that. <laughs> so if it hurts, get inside. Right. But we don't. Like we always say, oh, it's Wisconsin. It's wet. You know, we know, but, but then we don't. People still end up yeah, in the ER right. with frostbite, right. right? And uh, on a serious note, Milwaukee County Medical Examiner's Office uh, looking at three possibly cold-related uh, deaths, which is terribly sad. Two people found outdoors, another in a vehicle that they've been using for shelter. So, yes, it's winter in Wisconsin. It's been a brutal stretch with some more moderate cold on the way for tomorrow. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next.
1: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After beating the Cowboys in the NFC wildcard round, the Green Bay Packers are now shifting their focus to their next opponent, the San Francisco 49ers. Head coach Matt LaFleur meeting with the media on Monday saying he's not going to adjust his approach despite a big challenge ahead this week. I think we just continue to take it one day at a time and try to get better each and every day and attack it, the process the right way. And Certainly, we know we're going against one of the elite teams in the National Football League, certainly the, the class of the NFC. Um, they've got a lot of the same players that they've had for a few years now, and they've added some other freak shows over there. So we know it's a great challenge, but it's a great opportunity as well. And that's exactly how we'll approach it. Freak shows. Who did
2: they add over there? Several freak shows. <laughs> freak shows. That's apparently. one of his favorite terms for guys who are. <laughs> what did he call the guy, the guy from the Cowboys? A freak of nature. Yeah, right? he likes that
1: word. A game wrecker. Yeah, yeah. Coach talk. Not all new, all new. Not all good news was. Not all news was good in Sunday's win. Let's try to read that again. According to NFL Networks, Ian Rappaport, Packers Ed Rusher, Kinsley and Gabari appeared to at, at, suffer a season-ending knee injury. And that forty eight to thirty two wild card win. But yeah, it's gonna be the next man up. That's just the mentality and the reality of the National Football League. And so another guy gets an opportunity and you know we'll see where we're at at the end of the week. Packers set to face off with San Francisco on Saturday evening. Over to College Hoops after dropping their past two games the Marquette Golden Eagles got back into the win column on Monday afternoon cruising to an 87 to 74 victory over Villanova.
2: Kolick penetrating to the free throw line. Kolick still dribbling and then gives outside right to Cam Jones. Marquette's got 10 to shoot. Step back
1: three. Uh, no, Camp Jones Good.
4: Oh baby that's sweet. Wow.
1: That was a tough shot.
4: Cam Jones is back! Easy, easy shot for a lefty, though, going right.
1: Homer and Tony Smith on the call over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee as Cam Jones would lead the Golden Eagles with 22 points. Tyler Kolick added 21 and with the win, the 17th-ranked Golden Eagles improved to 12-5 and five on their year. When those guys play with that type of connectivity, poise, and
3: aggressiveness, I mean, Cam Jones just had a different look in his eye. Tyler Kolick was the Tyler that we know.
1: Yeah, when they play like that, it's, it's, it's huge for our team. Next up for Marquette, a road trip to St. John's on Saturday. And lastly, two more teams punched their tickets to the divisional round on Monday. The Buffalo Bills knocking off Pittsburgh 31-17. They'll face off. With Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City next, and the Eagles, once starting their season off with a ten and one record, they lose in the wild card round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a final of thirty two to nine. Next up for Tampa Bay, the Detroit Lions. So this much we know: we are not playing another cold weather game, barring the unforeseen Correct. in Florida. When we win on Saturday, then we'll play next right. week in Detroit, yeah, and we'll so end their dreams. You th- so you don't think Tam? You don't give Tampa a chance against Detroit? They're playing better. Five wins out of their last six games. But Detroit in Detroit, bit of a different monster. but well, we'll see.
2: Six twenty on Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll go live to Iowa for former President Trump's stunning victory and the race for second. We'll talk about it all with ABC News Stephen Portnoy next. Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa and the first poll that actually counts taken in Iowa now on to New Hampshire in the race for the White House. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a good a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh... I think they both actually did very well. Former President Donald Trump stormed a victory in the Iowa caucuses Monday, getting just over 50 percent. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 21 percent. Former Ambassador Nikki Haley, 19 percent. Businessman Vivek Ramaswamy out endorsing Trump. ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portner live in Des Moines, Iowa, this morning. A couple degrees warmer than when we talked yesterday, Stephen, so improving.
4: <laughs> yeah, warming up to, I think, was it negative four now? I don't know. i got to check Great. my phone. but. Look, uh, the, the cold had a depressing impact on turnout. I mean, uh, we have had 110,000 Iowa Republicans come out last night. And the high watermark for a competitive Iowa caucus was eight years ago, with 186,000. So as a percentage, this is a significant decline. But the big story this morning is uh, Donald Trump just walking away with it. 51% vote in the Iowa Republican caucus, winning just about every county except for one, where Nikki Haley beat him in that one county by one vote according to the Iowa Republican Party. So, uh, you know, Geron DeSantis, 30 points back in second place. He says, you know, because he placed second, Iowa has punched his ticket. So now he's moving on. Uh, Two points behind him, Nikki Haley. And she, a week from today, uh, will uh, be before voters in the New Hampshire primary, where she stands to do better. She has been doing better in the pre-election polling than DeSantis. She says it's now a two-person race between her and Donald Trump. We'll see.
2: Uh, talking with ABC News
4: correspondent
2: uh Stephen Portnoy this morning. He is live in Iowa this morning. So uh Stephen, the 50% threshold is significant for Trump. Got just over 50% of the vote. Uh because he was expected to win, there might be a tendency to to focus on that second place race and that is important, but boy, more than half the votes for Trump, that's important.
4: Oh, without question. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that, you know, we in in politics uh you know, look at some of these statistics and say, ah, yes, but, right? You could say, ah, yes, but 49% of the Republican votes went to somebody else. That's true. And it is interesting that there is this race for second. But look, our entrance poll shows it. Donald Trump won in the cities. He won in the suburbs. He won in the rural areas, as you'd expect. He won among non-college educated voters and significantly among college educated voters. He even won among independent minded voters. Who, which is the group in which Nikki Haley did best. Uh, there's not a single county where Ron DeSantis was in the lead, but he still placed second because there was just enough support in each of the 99 counties to put him in second place. Bottom line, it's the largest victory for any Republican candidate in a, in a contested, modern, Republican Iowa caucus. The, the previous record was 13%. Donald Trump has more than doubled that. This was his night.
3: So we have New Hampshire looming and another GOP primary debate coming up this
4: week, right? Uh, Tomorrow night in New Hampshire. In fact, I'm sorry, I don't even know what day it is. Today's Tuesday. (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) It's Thursday night. Man, I need more coffee. That's okay. Two nights from now in Manchester, New Hampshire, the ABC News debate, uh, and I'll be there fully caffeinated. (laughs) <laughs> as far as you know, right? But Vivek so. Ramaswamy will not be there, right? He, he officially... Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out last night. He he's endorsed Donald Trump. He had about seven percent in the poll uh, in the uh, uh, voting here in Iowa, and uh, you know that can only stand to, to benefit Trump. Stephen
2: Portnoy live in Des Moines for us this morning. Thank you, Stephen. Hey, you bet. If the Packers get past San Francisco this weekend, their path to the Super Bowl is a bit clearer this morning. Brandon Snyde
3: has that in sports at 645. Big night for Secession in the 75th annual Emmy Awards. Secession winning six awards, including Best Drama Series at the Emmys. We have a new member of the EGOT Club. That's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. It's uh, Elton John. So he won an Emmy for his Dodger Stadium concert. He wasn't there. He had knee surgery. His husband was. He
4: screamed out loud. He was like, yes! He was really happy, um, incredibly honored. And um, yeah, he said, "He said, you know, I'm lucky to be in such, you know,
3: talented and esteemed company. That's David Furnish afterward talking to reporters. So do you want to guess how many members of the EGOT club there are now? Fairly exclusive. Uh, yeah. 37? 19. Wow. Nineteen. Interesting uh, show last night. Anthony Anderson was the uh, host. His mother. So instead of playing people off, yeah, the his music mother Doris and... would like stand up with a sign that said, "Hey, you're running out of time." So she would actually like <laughs> cut people off. Oh, no, I'm getting baby. wrap it up.
5: Okay, yes. Okay, baby. And, um, yes, and um. I I just I love you, baby. But time. Okay, guess what? Guess what? One more thing. I
3: love you too. (laughs) Time. I love you too. But Uh, and one of the best moments I thought was uh, Nisi Nash Betts. So she won for Dahmer. She was Glenda Cleveland. Okay. And she actually she mentioned Glenda Cleveland in her uh, acceptance speech. But she also uh, I've never heard this done before. But I always appreciate you know me. I always appreciate the uniqueness of someone when they're up there talking. Here's what she had to say. Thank
0: you, my better half, who picked me up when I was gutted from this work. Thank you. And you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me. (laughs) (laughs) For believing in me. Doing what they said I could not do. And I want to say to myself in front of all you beautiful people, go on,
5: girl, with your bad self. You did that. <laughs> She's so cool.
3: Yes, yes. So, yeah. So she took home an Emmy for the Dahmer show that was on there. What
2: if that changes your perspective to, you know, like when you're not in a comedy or when you're not in a, you know, an uplifting film, you know, Dahmer's so dark, so oh, yeah. awful. Oh, yeah. All that, I mean, obviously your accomplishment is what it is. You played the role, but didn't sound like it muted her celebration. (laughs) No, she enjoyed herself. Go on with your bad self. (laughs) 639, we've got the WTMJ five-day forecast coming up next. (laughs) Wookiee Business Journal releasing their 40 Under 40 list, which highlights the biggest emerging leaders under the age of 40 in our community. And in our partnership with them, we're going to highlight some of the honorees for this year's class this morning a couple whose business is a tough prospect prepare vegan food not just for diehard vegans but try to make it appetizing and accessible to everyone WTMJ reporter Julian Johnson
0: my name is Ariel Hawthorne and I'm Brendan Hawthorne and we are the owners of Twisted Plants we provide vegan food For the community vegan food that actually tastes good that is sustainable and what we believe is better for our bodies i believe the difference we make is providing opportunity for people to be employed so we like that aspect of being a business another aspect is partnering up with local businesses to either provide cooking demos or catering Our food is very flavorful. Milwaukee was lacking vegan options before we opened up. We want to introduce our community to this type of food and just let them know that you can eat vegan food and it actually tastes good. I would say that I'm most proud of being a staple in the community. So many people have come and they recognize us and they recognize the brand. I just never thought that we would be here at this point. I'm also proud of like helping people convert over to the vegan lifestyle. Going into 2024, June of this year will be
3: five years that we've been in business. That's one of our biggest highlights because a lot of businesses don't make it past the first year.
0: The best advice I can give is to not give up, to keep going. If you are looking to getting to the food industry or if you're already in the food industry it's important to know the other side of it which is like the numbers and the paperwork side of it because it's one thing to dish out food but it's another thing to actually run your business and not being in the business
2: inspiring stories about emerging young leaders in southeast wisconsin Milwaukee business journal's 40 under 40 class for 2024 brandon snide with sports coming up next At 6:53 on Wisconsin's Morning News, bringing two-time Sports Writer of the Year, friend of the program, Lori Nickel. How are you hanging in there? You're like, do you normally run and work out outside, or are you inside person until you do like one of your events?
5: Do both, but what's tough is skiers wait all year for a lot of snow like this, and now it's like so cold that you can
2: <laughs> right. Get we finally the got the snow everybody wanted. Right. <laughs>
5: Right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff you can wear, but, you know, um, if you put aquaphor or like Vaseline on your face or your skin, that helps protect it. Donald Driver taught me that like 20 years ago, so.
2: Oh, pro tip. Uh, well, speaking of which, Lori, you know, Eric and I have been talking about, like, so now that the Philadelphia Eagles are out, if the Packers keep this dream playoff run going, we are not going to have a cold weather game. And while you always like to be at Lambeau Field and it's great for Wisconsin and for the community
3: and and all of that. There's no way that team (laughs) wants to play at home. They'd rather be in a nice, (laughs) comfortable area to play.
5: Yeah, I haven't asked the players about that too much because, you know, it was kind of always assumed that they would be on the road and they still haven't really played a super cold game at home. The thing is, With with pro football now, there's so much technology that to keep their bodies warm. There's you know battery powered jackets. There's great glove warmers. There's things that they can stay warm. The issue now these days is two things: the playing surface, which is always a challenge, and even though Lambeau Field is considered the premier in the league. You know, there's only so much they can do. And then the other thing is always the wind. And Green Bay is a little bit windier than Milwaukee. And we're always windier than Chicago. So um, the wind will wreak havoc. So when you look at this very young receiving group, I don't think they would have, I think it might, a cold weather game in Green Bay might have been an equalizer rather than an advantage. So I think they're probably totally okay with going on the road.
2: You had an interesting piece I wanted to ask you about, Lori, because we sort of touched on it last week about all the comparisons between Jordan Love and his most immediate predecessor, Aaron Rodgers, and of course, Brett Favre before him. But you, in your piece, kind of explored the, the relationship or comparison to Love and his coach, Matt LaFleur.
5: You know, it's funny, Matt LaFleur played quarterback. He changed from receiver to quarterback, and he played at a Division two school, so you're not going to find a whole lot of video out there on him. So I wanted to ask some of his former teammates about them to see what similarities are. We know what differences there are between Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. You know, Matt LaFleur is a bit more intense. You know, there's the story about how he couldn't lose that. You know, the whole team like conspired to make sure that he wouldn't lose a video game. Uh, with the team the night before they actually played an actual game because they were so worried that Matt LaFleur would play terribly if he lost. Like, he's got this personality he cannot lose. So, like, you know, 98 guys all made sure that LaFleur won his video game the day before their regular game. But So they're different that way. But here's how Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love are interestingly interestingly similar. Um, They're both very trusting You know, if you make the squad and you're out on the field, um, they have so much trust in one another and in the system and the priorities. And that is very unique between the two of them. And the second thing is that Jordan Love is a classic pocket, beat-you-with-his-arm, beat-you-with-his-brain quarterback, and that is very much out of the, you know, Matt LaFleur and he are cut from the same cloth in that same situation. How many times have you seen Love almost get a delay of game penalty because he's you know, he's still surveying, he's reading everything. And how many times are you counting for those poor offensive linemen going one, two, four seconds, five seconds? They've got to protect to make sure that Love gets what he wants. That's, those reads and that patience is right out of the Matt LaFleur Line of thinking. So, the, those similarities there to me are really interesting and also a key to the second half of the season and, and the resurgence that this team has found. They mesh so well. And, and then the third part is their leadership role. They don't embellish, um, they don't exaggerate. They're very straightforward, matter of fact guys, even despite the 20 year age difference. So, I, um, but everybody was clear to sh- say. This is not a player's coach type thing. This is definitely Matt LaFleur's system. This is his standard. This is how he wants things. But the way um, Jordan Love buys into that and respects him so much to go along with it, I think is a unique uh, working relationship in Green Bay.
2: Man, I hope we got at least one more week to keep talking about this, Lori. (laughs) Thanks so much.
5: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You never know.